No, no, don't actually do it because I don't want this in the. Don't it's do not that. going on the podcast. I don't want it to. But I don't want. You said record it so you, that you can hear it. It's it's weird to have somebody. Oh shit! Fireball. See what you made me do, man. I'm sorry. Nice. I was Build fucking it up. Fucking up. Get this reprobate out of here. <laughs> over Austin, Texas, casting its golden light across Matthew's back porch, where we sit just after a nice little rain, cooled everything off, greened everything up beneath the gently rustling pecan trees, maturing a, a, a real bird, not a fake bird, I'm glad to report. We're, uh, it's summertime in Texas, so we're whacking the mosquitoes around here. Uh, and we're, uh, re- we're recording. Some, uh, I have no idea what number. Uh, let's go to shoot. Number 170? One of those nice round numbers. Nobody forgets their 170th time. <laughs> Episode 170 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Shane from Podcast Spectacular. We are going to increase your textosity today with some country learning. In fact, teaching Matthew about Texas country music in honor of the 50th anniversary of the recording of the album Viva Chilingua. Now, we're also going to have some Matthew Have You Ever Wonders. We're going to have some Schaefer Ever You Wonders. We're going to have some What Does It Mean and Why Do We Say It? All the good stuff. And making our way to the poetry portion of our poetry podcast as we discover the fast the fastest way to community comedy and comfort in the grand tradition of one magical hour but first you know him you love him he is the manager of your championship toronto blue jays no i guess not not toronto your blue jays we'll have to get the geographic location exactly uh, from the manager himself. He is bring a known quantity to a known location for an unknown reason. He's Matthew Rampy. Well, you're a real tough podcast with a long history of breaking little hearts like the one in Shafee. That's okay. Let's hear how you do it. Download this cast. Let's get right to it. Hit me with your podcast. Come on and hit me with your podcast. Hey, Shafee Benatar. Talking away. Um, I have... Stop me if you've heard this. Has this story been cataloged on this podcast? My kamikaze karaoke experience? <laughs> Truly it has, right? It's, it's, it's Wichita Falls... It's it's like the year is like I think two thousand five ish, and I'm in Wichita Falls seeing my mom for the, for like a holiday, and there was a girl that worked at Romeo's, Tiffany, uh, and she was from Wichita Falls. She just happened to be there too, and we we hooked up and we went out. We went out to Graham Central Station. Have you ever been to one of those? <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating place where there's like multiple types of bars and one sort of entertainment. Oh center. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And there's like a karaoke city streets in Houston. Okay, sure. I'm not familiar with it, but there's a karaoke bar there, and um, there was a kamikaze 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 karaoke contest, uh, whereby you only chose a a genre of music. Uh-huh. You, you had a choice between pop and rock and country, and then you got up on stage and you you sung a song that you hadn't chosen. You, you were surprised with a song. Mm-hmm. You had to you, you had to work it whether you knew the song or not. And, and so you chose rock. Well, I chose classic rock, and I actually got up to to warm up before the contest started. And I did Sweet Child O' Mine, which was my tune at the time. And then when I got on stage, the randomizer, I mean, we may have been drawn out of a hat. I chose Sweet Child O' Mine. And so the karaoke... The KJ was like, no, 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 we, we got to do something else. And I drew Hit Me With Your Best Shot, mm. which I think and that... you proceeded when, to hit them with your oh, best shot. Oh, boy, I really did. And and I always feel like when I do a female vocal song and I nail it, people love that. Because uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like a regular Joe kind of looking guy, you know, and... Uh, when you really, I do Madonna's Borderline sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, that was, I'll always love that song. And I like won the contest and I got like a $100 gift card to Grand yeah. Central Station. Or <laughs> I don't know what it was for. Nice. But man, also it was just like, we were just randomly in this town that I didn't know. How many Jello shots can you buy with a $100 gift certificate at Grand Central Station? It, it, enough. <laughs> enough to get you there i'm not sure where you want trying to go um but it is graham central stations and there's lots of places to go i can i mean obviously it's easy for me to picture that song because you sang a parody just now but i can picture you doing that that one particularly well uh what it's, do you happen to remember like what was the second best performance that night do you remember uh, come no. on no i mean yeah who remembers the second I wonder, performance? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I like that format a lot. That is, that's only, that was only 18 years ago, you know, <laughs> and I was probably drinking and it's surprising. I even remember the story to tell you. I certainly can't, don't remember. There were some other good acts there and there were, yeah. there were a lot of local people there that are like, you know, they're they're probably uh, regulars at that Sunday Kamikaze karaoke. The act of karaoke is such a surreal, amazing thing. Well, we I feel like there's <laughs> lots of times when I might not remember anything about the night, but I do remember like vividly some various karaoke performances, not necessarily even my own, but other people's. We certainly lionize it here. <laughs> well, you know, it gets such a terrible <laughs> rap from for such a large swath of our culture. That... Well, some people, some people can't take the fear. You know, we, we're naturally empathetic. And when you see somebody up there sucking, it hurts so yeah. bad. And you can go, it depends on the karaoke bar you Which go to. Really it's sad to me. Like, like we should embrace the, just the well, act of I trying. Think, I and, think you know, that the people who enjoy the karaoke bar always do enjoy the act of trying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I root for everybody there. It's not yeah. It's not easy to do that. Definitely. Unless you're me. I mean, <laughs> there's so much fun to be had. But, you know, you know, and there's times when I failed. There's, t- you know, you know, uh, there was a 
kind of a New York City legend, live music legend surrounding uh, Justin Towns Earl, who's Steve Earl's son. Is that right? He's also a performer. Okay. Uh, he's passed away, unfortunately. Uh, R.I.P. Really cool. Steve Earl is another one of these Austin outlaw country guys? Yeah, but he's he's based out of New York now. But that's not the guy who we're going to talk about later. We're going to talk about Jerry Jeff Jerry Walker. Jeff, yeah. Okay. But Justin Towns Earl was kind of grew up in New York, and he was based out of New York too. But he was great, great songwriter in his own right, uh, and and also inherited from his dad a problem with addiction, um, right? And that's eventually what it took him from us. But uh, oh, I did he not uh, he was legendary for he liked to you know he liked to drink whiskey. Mm. He would go and he lived in the East Village, and there's a ton of really crazy fun karaoke joints oh is that right in the in the east village okay like classic you know weird asian you know funky places um where people go and you have your you have your very serious people and you have your very you know like just wildly drunk you know going out going for it whether they have it or not people yeah and apparently justin towns earl loved to just sit and drink his whiskey get fucked up you know he's probably like you know, wackadoodle on the complicated cocktail drugs, mm. but then drink his whiskey and just watch. He never, he never got up and sang. You know, he would go perform on David Letterman. You know, that night or something, mm. but or you know, live on stage. He was a you know great performer, but he loved. He just loved sitting there watching people going for it, and he would. And, I certainly <laughs> enjoy it. Like apparently, you, you could walk in at the at the right time, like. It would be happy hour on a Tuesday or something. You walk in, find Justin Towns Earl just sitting there at the at the bar, drinking his face off and watching people do karaoke. Which I mean, should we go to the karaoke bar right after the podcast? <laughs> Maybe we should. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have no, no pressure, no commitment. Um, All right. But so yeah, just like I wanted to make a movie that was a la the color of money about. A karaoke the color shark. Of karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a working title. That can be it. But then they made a movie kind of like that. Well, I know I wanted the 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 storyline to be about a guy who goes around winning karaoke contests, like it was a competitive thing. But then I had never saw this movie. Wasn't there a movie with Huey Lewis and Julia Roberts? It was like a karaoke movie. Like right around the time I had that idea. Like really, I. <clears throat> I, uh, if, Huey Lewis if, and Julia Roberts. Man. Right? You know, as streaming services expand, I keep finding movies that I really feel like I should have known about, but I don't didn't know about at all. I found the maybe, other night... Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe just... Uh, maybe just Julia Roberts karaoke, karaoke movie. Karaoke movie. There's a movie called Karaoke with Julia Roberts. Yeah, listen, get at us because I know there's a movie from like 20 years ago about karaoke. Anyway, um, let's move on to the podcast part of the discussion. Wait, can, wait, did you have more to say? Were we still pontificating so. on karaoke? I, we can certainly. It can become a segment. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't have to leave it there. Okay. Karaoke well, I, I, I want to just get this out of the way. Um, the little bit of the minutia of the day. This is well. This isn't minutia. 
So we've been chronicling the baseball and softball in this space. And I think the last time we talked, I, I was, Isabel's doing all-stars and that is very exciting. We, we Sorry for the long absence, by the way, One Magical Nation. We, this is part of the reason. We, we played. Um, We've been very busy. I played softball the other night. Uh, we did a, a parents, it's commuter rail. We did a parents and coaches versus the all-stars game. Wow. And I didn't know if I could hit a ball. I, I mean, maybe I played a little softball when I'm in my twenties or something. Maybe I don't even remember. I've never really played baseball or softball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I did get, but I was up to bat twice. I did get a hit. One of them was off of Isabel. Isabel was pitching. That, <laughs> that was pretty fun. I will say that the first pitch she threw me, it was a, I was a, I swung for it. It was, it was outside. And I was like, it was a daisy. I mean, I, she, she, got she a threw you strike. a breaking ball away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then of course the parents were crushing the, the all-stars, which it doesn't bode well for their, um, <laughs> for their tournaments, but um, I just wanted to give an update on. You guys gave them no quarter, huh? You just went out. Well, them. we we did two innings where we just crushed them, and then in the third inning, we were like, uh, we'll just go through the batting order. We just stayed out in the field while they batted a mm-hmm. couple a couple times around. But I I do have to tell everybody about something. You I, you already know because I texted you about it night day of um, the the Blue Jays indeed prevailed in the end of season tournament <laughs> we won the championship this is we were the so you know it's surely to one magical nation this must be as astounding to them as it was to me like from your had, reporting had, on the blue chase we throughout in, the season of nine teams we were in seventh place <laughs> and and but we had so everybody goes had, to the playoffs no because there was there was a play-in for that eighth and ninth spot uh-huh um, so one team did not go into the tournament. One team did make, yeah. make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. But, but we, so, we, you we, made it. You snuck in the back we door. We had to play the second seed Astros in the first round. And we they were a very good team, and we had already beat them in the regular season. And they oh, were, so they were sort of shook. It's funny because my head coach was gone both times we played the Astros. And I prevailed against them. As the head coach, I, I just to be clear, I am the assistant manager, not the not the head coach. Um, You're the head coach of my heart. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, we we went right, we blew through everybody, the big margins, and then the championship game was against the guys that I was coaching with last season, last year, spring and fall. But I didn't know anything about coaching, and I got hooked up with Rafael Landestoy, and Zach Watkins was another guy that. I knew him from like preschool and he, I knew he played, he was a pitcher at West Point. He played for army. Wow. He won army pitcher. And so, and, and Rafael Landestoy's dad is, was a major league player and he played at Duke. And I learned some about baseball from those guys. And then really it wasn't like I didn't want to coach with them anymore. Um, The league reached out to me and said, we need more coaches will you assist this guy? And I knew he was a dad at the same elementary school. The team we were on didn't have any of Griffin's classmates. And so I jumped ship because I I had met this guy around. He seemed like a nice guy. And I, you know, the league needed help and um, it really, it worked out. And we had this team that was, was 
all of those losses, except for one, were by one run. Like, we played the tightest, closest games. We could have beat any of those teams. We only had four wins in the regular season. But they it came together, man. It clicked. And that first playoff game, I was like, Stafford was out, my, my head coach, and, and we've been doing sportsmanship, best effort, and have fun all yeah. season. Those have been our three top messages. And I said, and, now, and so here's what I said to him. I said, sportsmanship, yeah, that's good. Best effort, we, I expect that. But we haven't been focusing on numero tres here. Have fun. I, I was like, uh, we've been focused so hard on trying to win these games. Let's just go and have fun against these Astros. When they Listen, if you're on the mound, if you're pitching, when a batter comes up, I want you to give them a big smile. When you go up to bat, look at the pitcher and give him a big smile. When you're in the outfield, just do the dances. Oh, Don't God. not dance. And then we we all had started having fun. We beat the Astros 15 to 5. If everybody's if every batter comes up and smiles at the pitcher, I guarantee you you need to get into his head. <laughs> if you're just loose, you kind of shaking your booty a little and bit. And you know, I'm starting to remember that you told us that, you know, a lot of those games that you lost this season were lost by one run or you know, fell apart. In the I, and I told these kids all this last part of the season, I was like, y'all are a better baseball team than it says in that table. The record does not show the quality of, of players and the, we're a good team. And, you, you know, you say stuff to kids and they look at you like, you're a dummy. Don't don't shine me on. They're so perceptive. Like, they, you know, and, and I don't know how else to instill, like, the power of positive thinking than just, like, beat it into their head. That, like, you got to keep – you lose, but you keep your head up and you go play again. And it's all about the next play. And when it all came together – like, we'd had so many games where we had a couple of guys that were just tears, you know? Yeah. Like, I am Grayson's tears. And for for it to turn around and for us to have that success was amazing. And then beating those guys that I was coaching with, that was also like, it was like a storyline. It was like John Gruden got canned by Al Davis and he went to the Buccaneers the next year and he beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. It was an all pirate Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It was amazing. And early in the week, Griffin had said, dad, are they, are they going to give us rings? And I was like, no, <laughs> no son. They're not going to give us rings. I mean, maybe some little trophy or something, but like a ring is if you win the Super Bowl or the NBA playoffs, yeah. you know? And um, sure enough, they gave them rings. Gave and they're, rings. they're pretty legit. They look man. legit to me. Yeah. They are metal. I'll, I'll get it out of the safe and bring it to you. Okay, we'll put a picture on the Discord. Yeah, I've got that picture of griffin holding it like this where it's just it was i took a portrait mode and it's just like his fist in the ring have you seen that picture I yes. it too. Anyway. Anyway. anyway i've been on cloud nine about that I, I coaching has been a big draw of my time and attention and at times especially when we're losing it feels like oh what am i doing super but exciting yeah, having, just... and then and then we had other players that like came into their own during the playoffs and guys that hadn't gotten a hit all season were getting hits it makes sense. They're right at the age where they like plateaued. I saw them go to the next level. Improve very quickly, right? You know, because you haven't done it at all. So basically, every time you do it, you're getting significantly better at it. Yeah, you know? I've seen them. Definitely seen them get better. There's a time when that curve flattens out a little bit, you know, um, and that's when it's kind of 
I was talking to one of the softball dads just a few weeks ago yeah. after a heartbreaking loss. And he was talking about Northwest Little League and he had led his son's major, that's the oldest group, major league team to the to the championship game, won the championship. And he was telling me that and I thought, man, I hope that someday Griffin gets to experience something like that. And, and it happened <laughs> just a few weeks later. It's just like I knew what we know and the listeners know what a time sink that was for you. Oh, God. And, you know, you told us repeatedly that, you know, you sometimes take it harder than the kids. So oh, God. to have you have this to enjoy oh. is very exciting, both oh. for me and for the listeners of our podcast. I'm certain. Well, thanks for going on this journey with us, you know. You bet. Oh, yeah. Consider me a Blue Jays fan. So I'm wearing my Blue Jays. Socialized medicine, universal health care. I'm wearing my Blue Jays cap here. And it's it's a cool design, you know? Like, I don't want people to think I'm necessarily from Toronto, but, like, it's kind of a natty design, right? It's a beautiful hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great, perfect color of blue, too. Um, Yeah. It's also a little bit like the culture wars in America because – it's blue and it's a beautiful blue, but there's a there's a red yeah. maple leaf in the middle. It's almost yeah. like the yin yang. Like in every blue, there's a little bit of red. Well, it's funny because it's red, white, and blue, which is you know so colors often associated with America, particularly by Americans. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. You can say I'm being patriotic. Can't you tell by these colors? No, this is it's a it's more like protest of, <laughs> of our crap healthcare system. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to wear this cap, though. They're nice caps, you know. I it's heard like MLB. You see, it's like MLB. recently that on both sides of the, they just, you know, I, I, I don't put a lot of faith in polling and stuff. You do, what? But, <laughs> you know. You don't put a lot of faith in polling? It is what it is. But, you know, like, it's, it's far as it pre- as far as for predicting anything, but if it is, if you just look at it as, hey, the sample of what you know a handful of people are saying, uh, and compare that to us of what a similar handful of people said, you know, over every year for the last eighty years or whatever, I feel like you can you can you can see some trends. Yes, of you course, know, trends exist, and you can see them through uh, through polling. You know, how much stock you want to put in, that's up to you. I was reading about some recent polling that indicated that generation, you know, mostly generationally, but across on either side of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats are really coming around to the idea of socialism, you know, as far as, you know, when you pull somebody and say, do you think that this could work or not work? Or do you think it's better or worse than capitalism? You know, a lot more people on both sides of the aisle saying, yeah, it could work. Yeah, it might be better than, you know, than rampant, you know, rampant, un, you know, unadministered, unregulated capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, who knows? Uh, But I choose to find a little bit of a little bit of hope in that. That's good, Shafee. I hope that's not unfounded. Look, we got, we got a lot of stuff on the show sheet. You know, people say yeah. communism didn't work. That was like a favorite the part of like, especially the uh, the boomer generation. You know, they tried communism. That didn't work. 
But as as our friend Andrew Porter is fond of pointing out, it wasn't really communism. It was an authoritarian dictatorship, you know. It's, yeah. uh, you think that was the part of the structure? Communism or, you know, democratic socialism or whatever. It really has never been been tried. And but let me... I think for any of this, we just... We just need better administrators. We need to give people a reason to do a good job in government. Currently, okay. they don't have that. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know how it's done, but people need to... Somehow we need to change the narrative so that, you know, I, people people do it to gain power, people do it to gain money, you know, and that's how people get mobbed up, you know, whether with literal mob or with, you know, you know, like... The Clintons were in the pocket of big chicken, just general or corruption. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's that's for you know greed and money. Just just pedestrian graft. If like somehow we could change the narrative so that it, you know like that doing a good job like civil service, taking care of your fellow man, can be a cool thing. You know, and that's its own kind of power. You know, it's its own kind of currency. I don't know how to do it, but it seems like okay. So let me let me posit this. It feels like previous attempts at communist or socialist governments are ruined by human nature. Yeah, by greed and, and also corruption. capitalism is ruined by human nature. Uh, capitalism <laughs> also sounds really good on paper, yeah. and then when people try to execute it, it just well, it seems to be going a little awry. I mean, I don't know what the goal was, but maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, are you, are you going to say that any any system, no matter how good, is going to be ruined by human human nature? I mean, that's corruption sort of what it feels like. <laughs> I don't know what uh, you're not wrong, my friend. You're not wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It's all systematic. I I've been trying to really focus on the stuff that I can have influence over in my life. Yeah, and national politics and like international relations and um you know people looking at their phones too much those are none of those things can i do anything about so I've, i'm trying to spend very little time thinking about all those things this uh, yeah matthew are you showing me a picture yeah I wasn't just looking at my phone. I wasn't. I wasn't. Ca- about I wasn't castigating you either. But that. <laughs> but when when we. I happen to listeners. I happen to be looking at my phone. I was talking about. Things. I was talking about this to Amy the other night about. Let's try to not worry about stuff that we we can't do because she'll on a Sunday night she'll be like, oh, the war in Ukraine, or she'll be like, oh, guns in America, yeah. so shootings and. There's, yeah. like, there's so yeah. many huge issues that are yeah. systematic and so beyond Absolutely. me. And the media wants to put it in my face and in my life all the time. And it's not that I'm unconcerned, but like for my mental health, I can't worry about that stuff all the time. I've yeah. tr- I try to focus on the things that I can influence, like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and but one of the examples that Amy's like terrified about with our kids and everything is like people being on their phones all the time. I know you were doing work for the podcast. <laughs> I understand. I was. I really wasn't commenting on you. Go on. Let's, I, let's continue podcasting. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, Dad, Grant, Doctor Hall, Professor uh, 
Let's go with Dr. Hall. Professor Emeritus. I feel, I feel most comfortable with that, even though he tells me to call him Grant every time. Uh, dad. I have a lot of respect for the guy, that's all. Send me this email. This is a photograph of him and uh, his friend Truett. Oh. Truett. Uh, oh, Truett's a tall guy. Yeah, he sure is. Okay. They had a chance to reunite. Yeah, because my dad's Your not dad's short. not a small yeah. guy either. August 18th of this year, it was 50 years ago that these two guys hopped into a car here in Austin, Texas, and drove, made a cannonball run to Luchenbach, uh-huh. where they were recording a record mm. called Viva Trilingua. Okay. Jerry Jeff Walker. Okay. But they said they were expecting about 50 people, about 300 people showed up. They put it on the on the radio that you could, it was... $3 or $1 or something super cheap, uh, and and Jerry Jeff was playing. People drove out there, big crew. They recorded this famous live country album, getting by a bunch of sangria wine, uh, up against the wall, redneck mother, uh, uh, London Homesick Blues, which they still they use that as the theme song for Austin City Limits. Uh-huh. Want to go home with the armadillo? Mm. Country music from Amarillo and Abilene. Didn't we play that on this one time? We might have, yeah. So if we ever really get any attention, we're going to take that episode down. (laughs) Go on. Uh, And and so, yeah, so Dad Dad was there there. Uh uh, 50 years ago in August. So it's obviously also the 50th anniversary of that record. So uh, he sent me... Wow, uh, a really interesting article about the recording of that, and something uh, you know, they were wild. There's this whole even you know even beyond you know Willie had outlaw country, mm-hmm. but even kind of before outlaw Texas outlaw country, there was the like this kind of cosmic country that was really almost it was more like rock really mm-hmm. and it was you know these hardcore austin hippies it's like doug som doug som yes mm-hmm. and uh who else shiva's headband uh, oh was it was one of the was one of the big bands yeah yeah i i know bob livingston oh is he uh he was in maybe the 13th floor elevator oh yeah yeah so or... they would yeah they would definitely 13th uh, floor elevators would be his son is also a musician Cool. Tucker Livingston. So that's all going on. And that, you know, before before the, you know, fr- the Hillbilly Fraternity Boys all took, you know, they kind of took Texas singer-songwriting as their, as their thing. And yeah, I have, uh, yes, my impression of Jerry Jeff was like, I thought he was just like a frat act. Which is funny, yeah, which is funny because a lot of his music is making fun of those exact people. You know, that's... Uh, well, I'm an ignoramus for not listening to it and just just lumping it in together. Yeah. But when, in the 90s, like, he was playing frat houses constantly. Oh, I, I mean, they at University of Houston, there was, they called it the Frontier Days or something, or Old Settlers Festival or something. And it was the, it was the five-day Greek fraternity organization uh, party. Their and, jamboree. And Jerry Jeff played there every year. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
You could see how I would associate the two. He would do Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother, at the beginning and at the end of every set. He would oh. play it twice, because it was that popular I see. among these people whom that song is making fun of. Is that right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's a, a bit of irony. Uh, something I learned from this article that I really enjoyed, and I used it in your introduction, uh, Jerry Jeff named his band Lost Gonzo Band. That was inspired by Hunter Thompson. Mm. And he said that he, the way the word gonzo, that's a, you know, Hunter Thompson called him his brand, gonzo journalism. Yeah. And the gonzo is the what later he gave, you know, he gave the blue chicken its name on the Muppet Show. Oh, he was named after Hunter Thompson's okay. idea of Gonzo, okay. and you know we obviously use it today to mean a certain brand of of. Uh, would you say that the podcast direct... is, <laughs> is this po- is this podcast? Gonzo? I would say it was a little Gonzo, <laughs> yeah, and the fact Shafee. that we just dove right in and without any uh, without any map uh, or a real plan. Uh, there's definitely some Gonzo qualities. I'm not not to not to toot our own horns. Not to guns our own zoos, but uh, Jerry Jeff in this article says that somebody told him that gonzo means bringing a known quantity to a known location for an unknown reason, which is just <laughs> the kind of thing I just find it hilarious. Like, we say it just one more time so I can bringing a known quantity to a known location for an unknown reason. <laughs> Did Rumsfeld play That's, of that? I was like, so I was is, 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 is Donnie Rumsfeld one telling, of the greatest war criminals of all time? I was telling uh, Jesse and Angie about this, and I was like, do you think Rumsfeld was actually like... Quoting? I need, re- to, referencing? I need to turn to Hunter Thompson for a little bit. This, this thing I'm doing is such madness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if he might be using a bit of Hunter Thompson's playbook Got- to... To specifically confuse things and make... <laughs> I think that's gonzo warmongering. <laughs> yeah, you can use... Gonzo can be used for good or for evil, right? Oh, sure. Apparently. Just like a berserker. It isn't that all... It Doesn't that go back to the um, the table with the lawful neutral and the, <laughs> yeah. the chaotic good? And yeah. What is that? The alignments? The alignments, definitely. Yeah. How's your character doing? Not We haven't done a quest. So... Uh, so um, I ran into our our little mutual buddy Manish, uh-huh. and he um, he he wants to get in when we do the D and D. Okay, yeah. So uh, we gotta get, I we was gotta wondering. Get I'm my sorry, dad what? had a lot of questions about it. Is that right? I was wondering if we should try to do it up there and maybe get him involved. Oh, man, too. that would be a little epic, right? And yeah, but like then we could just like we could. But I think it would be fun to do it on the porch, like outdoors, and like get you know a little more like a little more weirdness into it. I don't know. My my only issue with that is that you know how hard it is to just get one person to come over here. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Lining it, we need Ben. Yeah. I don't like. I don't think we can do it without Ben. So. Um. Um, My probably do it here. My dad is very. I do want to go back to your dad. Exactly. Understand what it is. I see. But he's very interested in oh, that's it. Cool. He's excited about that's what's going cool. to come from it. I, I bet a lot of people have never played D&D yeah. and, and have all kinds of preconceived notions about it, right? What The most interesting thing for me to learn is how performative it is. And it's I guess really it depends on the people you're with. Just as much of a game, it is an exercise in 
creating creating characters and creating a narrative, really an improvisational performance of yes. an adventure. And <laughs> yes, and <laughs> so yeah, so it's really exciting. Yeah, and I think and I think really there should, in addition to you and I and Ben, there should be at least one more person involved because that I, just I, Manisha has requested it. Okay, there, so. Uh, let, I'm sorry. Let's go back to Cosmic Cowboys. I don't think we uh, we can, I don't think we were done with we that can conversation. Talk more. I, I, I will be talking about Cosmic Cowboys all the time for this. It's really just exciting. You're know, excited like, about the the 50th anniversary. The 50th anniversary. And like, I mean, if you listen to this record, you know, I, you can hear the hooting and the hollering in the background. It's interesting to know that your dad's in the Truett and Dad yeah. are among. Uh, I should listen to the record. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can do it on Spotify or I have a... Do you have the record? I have a vinyl copy. Yeah, even. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I have like two or three copies of the record. I could just give you one. Okay. Okay. Uh, That'd be cool. But maybe we could just listen to it. There was a time when you could find three copies of it for $1.99 at every half price in Texas. You, you've, you've heard it a million times. Yeah. We had... My mom bought a cassette... Uh, for me, and she kind of like half told me the story, or as she, as she remembered it, um, and and gave me the cassette. And so Jameson and I used to play it in his Mustang over and over again. And that was really like in a time when we said we would have told you we didn't like any country music at that time. You know, we're in high school, we listen to rock and roll, and we do not. You know, and then your future self castigated you. <laughs> my if my future self could cast it, yeah, but. We listened to that tape and we loved it. It was oh. so like weird and funny and yeah. and uh, we'll and it's, it really spoke to us. So okay. I, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I, I what's great about this podcast is it's really shown me how I'm an ignoramus. <laughs> I hope everybody's getting a similar takeaway. Um, Every, everybody, we're all ignorant about stuff. <laughs> You can't know everything, no matter how many podcasts you make or listen to. I was thinking uh, the other day it was Ellen Ferguson's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, that. Ellen. Is I haven't she, shouted her out in a while. Is she still listening? I assume she is. She's a national treasure. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Ellen. Give us a call sometime. I would love to have you on the show. Yeah, let's, oh, man. Let's call her up and talk to her. I, uh, I, uh. This is Lindsay Anderberg's and mom. Right? Hello, yeah. Hello to Lindsay <laughs> yeah, Anderberg. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I've met all these people through this experience and some people that I've met through the podcast, when we've interviewed or whatever, they, they say happy birthday to me on Facebook. Oh, nice. You know, <laughs> I got a really nice like message from Lucas, uh, you know, and yeah. Lucas has actually been here to my yeah, house. Yeah. So that, I guess that's a little different. I met him in person, but still, I feel like even, so, like, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to call out any specific names, but. Sometimes I'm like, oh, somebody reaches out to me that I just know through the podcast. It's fascinating. There's a bunch of you guys I'd like to meet in person someday. Well, I mean, I guess everybody. But I guess you can't meet everybody in person all the time. Are you texting me about no, no. podcast business? No, no. Okay. Is it a bar business? Keep right vamping? Okay. Um, you're, doing, you're doing great. Thanks. Thanks. I was, I was born to do this. Um... Let's just, let's make a couple phone calls here. Oh, you're making a phone call right now? Yeah. Woof. This is exciting. See if she answers. 
This is exciting. Hey, hey, hey. You got to tell her right away. Up your butt, coconut. Oh, we're on a... You're on the uh, you're on the podcast. You're by being the way. recorded. Uh, we got buddies around tonight. Oh, sweet! Well, this is a okay, week. Can you hear, can you hear who's having a... This looks like smash. Yeah, I know. Well, it got it got fucked up. I can't. <laughs> 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 it's an hour later on the East Coast. Too. I actually I wanted you to. I, I'm calling. I was hoping that you would text me your is mom's number. Tom said, "Is this live?" It's it, live. It, it is. is. It's live. It's, Fuck it's, it. It's what passes. It's imaginary live. It's yeah, Tom. Let's get rid of that. We're gonna start over. Uh, I'm just Is that, that Tom McGillick? <laughs> yeah. Are y'all making? Are y'all making chili? What's up? Y'all making chili? We're not making chili. Guys, get chicken. This is so cold. Yeah, but this. Yeah, we'll get deal with that later. Don't don't eat that. Yeah. Eat it. Just eat it. What are you talking about? <laughs> you should tell everybody who we're talking to. At least. It's, we're talking to Lindsay Anderberg. Being waylaid on the left and the right? Oh, my God. <laughs> who are we talking to now? Who is this? Oh, no. Oh, hey, Jason. How you doing, man? <laughs> Hey, I miss you guys. How's it going? We miss you too, buddy. Come, come see us soon. Uh, yeah, I will. You gotta come out here too. Yeah, we need to do that. If if we're not if if I'm not out there sooner, I'll be out there in December for the uh, for the liars' twentieth birthday. Yeah, I am listening to the podcast. I'm totally caught up, and I'm on every week. Now. Well, now you're on the and podcast. now you're on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that must be so horrible to Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I there hasn't there hasn't been like a there hasn't been a personnel change. You haven't. You're just a guest. You're just a guest. You haven't. I haven't been replaced. Keeps me grounded. Uh, okay, Grammy wants to say hi so she can be on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, Grammy, yeah. What's we... up? Hey, Grammy, uh, how are you? I'm good. Yo, I listen to your podcast. Is that awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, because um, Lindsay's, I was listening because Lindsay's mom listens. So I wanted to be like, on <laughs> track so I could talk to her about it. That's why we <laughs> called you. We want Lindsay to send us Ellen's number so we can call and wish her oh. a Annoyed. Well, that's all right. She might be awake. Well, look, mate, let's let's plan it. Let's give her some heads up. Well, okay. <laughs> this phone call is working out so well. Let's just stay, <laughs> let's stay here. Well, we had no idea that we were we were about to uh, hit hit a vein of. Of, of Mitch listeners. A rich vein of listeners. That's not that's not a podcast, man. You need any money, Shaver? 
up. But hey, hey, Lindsay and Jason, what are, you, what are what are y'all up to? What are y'all been doing? Is is uh, is booze involved? Well, we're in Pennsylvania. We've been <laughs> Whoa. Robert Mondavi. Robert Mondavi Cabernet. Robert Mondavi. Right. I'm sorry. I really messed up Bobby's name. That's my husband. Sorry. Bobby Mondavi's. It's a red wine. <laughs> That's hot. That is. A nice, a nice Malbec. But it's, it's a cab. It's a cab. Uh, oh. Whiskey or something. Nice. Or so it seems. Then we jumped on a trampoline and shot off some fireworks. And now we're trying to eat. Can we go shoot off that burning down castle? Yeah. What a wonderful Memorial Day y'all are having. Shit. Better than us. We're sitting here recording with a podcast. Sitting here talking to an imaginary radio show. Like a couple chunks. What are we doing? God, that's embarrassing. There's no editing. There's no editing. Edit yourself know, right now as we go. Here we go. I was on, and I was like, they'll edit this, so it's not so embarrassing, right? Oh, no. I thought that was the... Explain to them that there's no editing. They know. Let's go burn the fucking house down with those fireworks. All right, y'all. Happy Memorial Day. I'd love to have... Grammy, Grammy, we'd love to have you on a show as a guest. Jason, please, uh, listen, please join us. And of course, TJ is always welcome too. Can I tell you that for the first time ever, I wish I was in Pennsylvania right now. <laughs> right now, I do. I wish, I wish, I wish we were all together. I wish I was to. Uh, we sh- we should go up to the the house in the Poconos one of these days. That's hot. I don't know why I started talking like. <laughs> Damn, that's hot. <laughs> um, you were, that's Matt Morley. You're right. That's a different All right, I love you guys. Take a picture of the fireworks going off, and I'll put it on the. I'll put it on our Discord. We'll do that for you. All right. We love y'all. We love you too, guys. Okay. All right. Happy Memorial Day. All right. Happy Memorial Day. Bye. Well, oh God, that, that was certainly paid dividends. That was delightful. <laughs> Chimney Christmas. <laughs> I thought the championship game was the highlight of my week, but I think it was that. <sighs> Where do we go from there? We got net. Oh, 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 wait! I got a news cruise. We got a news cruise. Wait, no, news cruise is more like this. Um, so did you see this story? Let me ask you, Shafee, what would we do to get listeners? Whatever it takes. Is that right? Well, what about young Trevor Jacob, a YouTuber who admits <laughs> to crashing a plane for views? Did you see this story? <laughs> I, I did it's, not, a, it's a couple weeks old. I did not read this. I did see okay, this. Okay. Trevor yeah. Jacob, 29, posted a video of the plane crash. Basically, he was flying a small plane by himself. Filming everything, and he then he jumped out of it. Lunatic. Yeah. How? Oh man. I mean, it was in like a not a heavily populated area, I guess. But 
still so reckless, right? He listen. He's getting done up by the um, the NTSB and um, oh oh he oh the story also goes on to say that he went and found the wreckage and tried to cover it up, like burned it or buried it. <laughs> Yeah, he did, and returned by helicopter and secured and removed the wreckage, which he later destroyed, the statement said. So this is all in the uh, in the lawsuit against him. He Listen, he's facing criminal charges. He's obviously, his pilot's license is revoked. He may spend 20 years in prison. But boy, there's a guy who That's doing is dedicated to getting some views. We are, we're not doing that much. I can tell you that we're not doing as much. You said whatever it takes, and I don't think you. I don't think you really meant that. I mean, if I thought I could crash a plane and I was sure that I wouldn't, you know, die. Well, should we? I do, might. I might do it. Should we do more like sensationalist stuff? <laughs> do you think that would help us? I think just calling Lindsay Anderberg on the phone. That is was a pretty sensational. Wild card, wild card enough for man. That was outstanding. The likes of us. Yeah. And that was Jason, whom you've talked about having on the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have Jason on for so a movie nice. episode. Right. Jason also... Jason's superpower is any song. He can listen to the lyrics and tell you what it's about. He's really good at parsing lyrics for meaning. I'm now, sure he's better than me, because... I was, we already had that moment earlier in the podcast where you were explaining that redneck mother and all that. Yeah. You, you are just actively <laughs> bleeding on I one leg. I scratched those. Was that probably an old mosquito bite? Earlier, I saw something going on down there, and now <laughs> we're going to have to take you for a transfusion. <laughs> You're bleeding. Schaefer's bleeding on the podcast. It's all right. Um, and the fireflies are out. I like how people... People are going to be listening. They're going to be like, Matthew is negligent for not helping Schaefer in this moment of need. Um, Schaefer's fine. Hey, can we talk about the podcast for a minute? We'll see. Man. That's, uh, Matthew gave me a, a can of THC soda. Oh, don't talk about that on the podcast. Tejas tonic. No, it's, yeah. It's legal, right? Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, so if I see, THC and CBD. If I see them both a little smilier and a little spacier than usual, there's a good reason. For um, that, folks. I, I've got all kinds of reasons actually, but it's, but let's not. That's not what. That's not what I want to talk about. It's really nice, made in Dripping Springs, lime made flavored, in, made in Dripping Springs. Yeah, Texas, Texas tonic. He gave me a strawberry kombucha to mix with it. Strawberry really basil kombucha. Yeah, quite a good little cocktail you made for me, Matthew. Thanks, buddy. Um, I know you, so many times you come over here and we don't have we don't have time to to we're on a tight timetable like yeah. it's the end of the day we're both going to be get crashing soon tonight yeah. my, the family's out of town so we got to start earlier and a little slappier oh it's a, it's a quite a bit slappier i love a good slap let me just podcast. let's get back to what this podcast is about which is working on this podcast yes um I mean, I have this thing where by the end of the podcast, I'm no longer projecting at the microphone. Mm. For usually for like the last 10 minutes of the podcast, I am trailing off. You're staring so deeply I'm, into my eyes. I'm trying to, on this one, still project even though it's towards the end. It is towards the end, right? God, what are we at here? I have no idea. Okay. 
I don't understand with that with the old uh, system. I could tell how long we had been playing, but now I'm recording it on GarageBand, and it's just like a number of beats. There's got to be. We're at one thousand five hundred and ninety-eight beats. Is that right? Yeah. Change the setting. There you go. Oh, time. Time. Oh, okay. We're at fifty-three minutes. Yeah. Oh well, we've got some. We've got some time to work with, I guess. With um, the uh, yeah, with the pre-show. Uh, and the and the poem. I I hope we'll that come and read about one magical hour. I, Lindsay and that crew is um. We're I'm not going to edit it out. I hope they didn't say anything that they <laughs> regret saying I on the podcast. So. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> Tom TJ's natural state is some form of Tourette syndrome. So. And Tom was there. Yeah. And who's Grammy? Grammy is not an actual grandmother. Okay. Yet. I was confused. Uh, but she's one of Lindsay's best friends from college. And and she listens to the podcast. She listens to the podcast. But, but the reason she listens to the podcast is so that she can have... Something so she to can talk, talk to Ellen, Ellen about. <laughs> which goes to show how much Ellen influences the listenership of this podcast. And there there are people who want to just get some time with Ellen and have something to talk about, you know what I mean? And they want to have that's what they tell they tell you like when you're going into the business world, read the papers so that you'll have current events to talk about people with. To talk seems to like with. seems like Grammy really comes to one magical hour for community and through that maybe a little comedy and comfort. I feel like this episode was chock full of comedy. Even if the even if it's just Ellen and Grammy laughing at us, that's comedy. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I think people are rooting for us. Yeah, and we thank each and every one of you for Wait, that. Let's. Do you have a poem? I'm going to find a poem right now. I don't. Man, uh, I should bring a poem sometimes because I like to read a poem. Um, maybe let's. Uh, we haven't but done. I don't know. I outsource it to you. Little oh, oh, I'm always up. Well, let's talk about Ada was on Jeopardy. Yeah, she sure was. Did you watch it? No, I haven't seen it. I just saw a still shot on the interweb nets. Maybe and... we could find it on YouTube. Oh, my God. Put it on the Discord. So You're talking about uploading all the stuff to the Discord? Uh, yeah, you ain't I, uploading shit. I've been meaning to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Nicholas is on the Discord. So there's one person there. Oh, oh also, let's... Let's not forget to shout out Nicholas. There's it, it wouldn't what was be he a... talking about? That he lo- he loves the Pantheon. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, I love the Pantheon. So great. He's been getting at us about. I took all these Greek and Roman architecture classes, classical Greek and Roman architecture classes. I took like three sections. There was this professor Penelope Davies, who's quite lovely British lady, and I just I kept taking her classes. So I know a lot about the Pantheon. Let's go back to Ada Lamone's. Shafi, have you had this Carl Kolsch? I don't believe I, I ever I, have. I, don't, I, mean, I wish that St. Elmo would give us some sponsorship money, but St. Elmo Brewery here. Oh, no, that's right. I have Austin, had Carl Texas. Kolsch. Yeah, that's an excellent. Man, it's really ex- good. Excellent example of the form. I love the Kolsch. There were some Kolsch at... The Mongoose versus Cobra that I loved that was like imported from southern Germany or something. Uh, yeah, that's, that? is that was that the mannequin piss? 
I don't think that was the name, <laughs> but is that a reference to Kim Cattrall and and, and Mannequin? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, that was her, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Who was the guy in that? Andrew McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, well, was it Robert Downey Jr. in that movie, too? No. Never mind. We are getting off the plot here. I feel like I'm drunk off of Pennsylvania. Yeah, what did they, they say they were drinking? Robert Mondavi uh, in, a, in a whiskey cast? They were the perfect call for it. It was an already a slappy episode. That was the perfect phone call. Was uh, <laughs> to chat with them. I'm a little looser because the fam's not in town. Like I don't have to. I'm not trying to tighten it up for whatever. And maybe I've been sitting here drinking tequila through the episode. And maybe when we go karaoke after this, we can call I, them back. From is the, that uh, common interest? It's it's calling me like. Oh, yeah. I, I'd like to propose call you. a slight alternative. That was a reference to, but, to uh, South Pacific. But we'll see. I'd like to read a poem by Ada Limon. Oh, you have an alternative? It's called Sharks in the Rivers. Now I'm excited for the end of the podcast to find out about this alternative. <laughs> okay, but let me try to focus on Ada for just a minute here. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait. Just hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Poetry. That was your cue. I'm going to read <laughs> The Widening Road by Ada Lamone. All winter, the road has been paved in rain, holding its form as if made of its own direction. We have a lot of these days, or not. A woman in a car staring out, her hands going numb. When did the world begin to push us so quickly? A blue jay flies low over her into the madronis. She can still see it, its bright movements rocking a branch, surely delighted that it matches the sky. The honest clouds. A tenderness grows like a fluttering in her hand. She wants to hold it in her arms but not pin it down, the way the tree holds the jay generously in its willful branches. The spring is blowing through her, pulling the dead debris free from her limbs. She cannot decide what she desires, but today it is enough that she desires and desires, that she is a body in the world wanting, the wind itself becoming her own wild whisper. That makes me think that we need to move the poem up to the front of the podcast <laughs> and and then give people the option to just turn it off <laughs> after the poem. I totally did not know that that poem had a Blue Jay in it when I started reading it. I feel like that's the best poem I've ever heard. It's a great poem. I know that's a little hyperbolic of me to say. Thanks, mm. a thanks Ada. A little Memorial Day weekend thanks hyperbole for, might be in thanks order. Thanks for wishing me happy birthday on Facebook, Lucas. That meant a lot, actually. And thanks to ever, anybody who's listening. And I suddenly it feels like people are listening. I mean, I guess you purposefully were calling a house of possible <laughs> listeners, but it's like you were like, well, I don't really believe in polling. <laughs> yeah. See, because they can be manipulated so easily. It's a great example. All right. We love you.
Yeah, and pretty good. They start listening. We have like 90% listenership. We're sitting back. In any and given house in the Poconos. We we are going to go <laughs> make some poor choices. But we love you. The poor choices. The sweet of the wine.